What is up, everyone, and welcome to Podcast with Pack. I'm your host, Pastor Ashley Karayuki, and this is a podcast packed with real conversation, a life-changing message, and a time of refreshing. Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed by today's episode. We're in a series called Abundant Life, Life in Abundance. Come on, give God praise right there. We have been reading from John 10.10. John 10.10 has been our hook for this series. And it says that the thief does not come except but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This is Jesus talking. And here Jesus gives the purpose of the enemy and the purpose of himself. There's a difference. Jesus came with a different purpose from the enemy and the enemy came with a different purpose from Jesus Christ. The thief does not come, Jesus said. Here's except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But then Jesus states his purpose. I have come. That they, who is they? Somebody say, I'm they. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I need you to understand that the word may or might in some translations means that it's contingent. May or might means you can have life or abundant life if you want it. So might or may tells us that it's almost on you just as much as it's on him. You have to receive that life in abundance because guess what? He's freely given it. The purpose of the enemy is to steal, kill, and destroy. But the purpose of Christ is to first bring life. Understand that Christ came with two purposes. One to bring life. First he came to bring life and after life he says not just any life but abundant life. So life has degrees. There's levels to life. Some people are barely living and some people are living abundantly. Some people are barely getting by. And some people are full of the joy of the Lord. Some people dread to see the sunrise. And some people are glad when they said unto them, let us go into the house of the Lord. There's a difference. Christ came first to bring life, but secondly, not just any life, life in abundance. Abundant living. Somebody say abundant living. When God speaks of life here in the word of God, he's not just talking about your livelihood. He's not just talking about the breath in your lungs, the food on your table, what you need in order to survive in this life. Amen. He's talking about the divine nature of God at work in us. The divine nature of God at work in us. That is life and life abundantly. Abundance, as we learned last week, helps us understand or is about living in an exceedingly, very highly, beyond measure, a super place. A quantity so abundant as to be considerably more than what, would, than what one would expect or anticipate. You don't expect for it to be this good, but it is. You don't expect for it to be this pleasant, but it is. You don't expect for it to be like it is, but baby, believe it, it is. Why? Because I'm living an abundant life. Today, I want to talk to you quickly from a title full of it. Look at somebody and say, full of it. Ask somebody, are you full of it? <laughs> I'm going somewhere. You can subhead it, what are you full of? 
I love the way this scripture again, John 10, 10, we just read it in the New King, but the NIV, I like the way it words it, and I want to sit here on this word that he uses. He says in John 10, 10, in the New International Version, he says, the thief comes only, that's his purpose, to steal and kill and destroy. Then Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Write this down. Abundance is about fullness. Abundance is about fullness. You online, put that in the comments. Abundance is about fullness. And not just fullness, but ample sufficiency. Ample supply. We said last week that God came to give you life abundantly, and that is life superior in quality, sufficient in quantity. Amen? So understand abundance is about fullness and ample sufficiency. So God to be full abundantly, so that tells us that being full is important. And not just being full is important, but I need you to get emphasis on this simple word, what you have in abundance and what you are full of is important. Look at somebody and say, full of it. <laughs> it's so important, Pastor Ashley, that we understand what we are full of. And that we understand to be full is important because first I need you to understand to be empty is dangerous. To be empty is dangerous. Especially to remain in an empty state. I need you to understand that emptiness does have its place. But it's not to be a constant state. <laughs> When we go to eternity and we stand before the Lord, yes, we want to stand before him poured out. That we gave him our all and our everything and our best. That we don't show up in eternity full of all the gifts that he said, leave here. I want to make sure I have won as many souls that were assigned to my path. I want to make sure that I've blessed every single person that were assigned to my path. I don't want to go stand before God and he was like, you forgot about this, 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 and this. You're supposed to live a life poured out. Emptiness has its place. Emptiness has its place. Even the power of the gospel is about an empty grave. All other graves, you'll find bones. Every other God, they are the works of men. But when you go to the grave of Jesus Christ, he is not there. That's a place to shout victory. That's what says are apart from every other God. That when you go to the grave of Jesus Christ, he is not there. That's why I believe he borrowed the tomb. He, that's, the tomb of Jesus was borrowed. He didn't take out a loan and purchase it. He didn't buy it. Why? Because he knew he would not be there long. He borrowed the tomb. And we give God praise that that tomb is empty. <laughs> Emptiness has its place. I want you to write this down. Empty, emptiness or emptying, emptying is connected to deliverance. When you are delivered, you are essentially empty. The madman Agdara in Mark chapter 5, if you don't know the story, you can read it in Mark chapter 5. The madman Agdara was full of demons. When Jesus came to him, he asked him, what's your name? And he said, legions, for there's many of us. In other words, he was full of it. <laughs> Mark chapter 5 tells us that Jesus asked him his name. He said, legions, it's many of us. 
This man used to keep people from even coming into that region because he was so scary. He was demon-possessed. He was full of devils. But one day he encountered Jesus. And when he encountered Jesus, the funny thing is the devil recognized who he was. The devil actually didn't just say, who are you, good man? No, he called him by who he was. Read your Bible. He said, what do you have to do with us, Jesus, the son of God? The devil ain't dumb, y'all. So you should stop acting dumb. The devil is not dumb. He recognized who he was and he said, what do you have to do with us, son of God? And God said, shut up. What's your name? They said, legion, for there are many of us. And what happened? Jesus commanded them to what? Come out. The man was emptied. He was empty of the enemies. And he sent them into the pigs. I could go there, but I'm not. Okay. The pigs. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> he sent them into the pigs. He was empty. Another occasion in the word of God where you see deliverance and emptiness connected. Because here in Matthew 17, you see the boy who was, had an evil spirit. Amen. He had an evil spirit and the father came to Jesus. He said, Jesus, my son, oftentimes the spirit gets a hold of him. And when it gets a hold of him, it makes him have seizures. He seizes. He foams at the mouth and even throws himself into the fire. And he came to the disciples and the disciples couldn't do nothing about it. And Jesus was like, oh, why do I roll with y'all? He was upset, but he still had mercy and grace, and he bought the boy, and the boy came to him. What did he say? Come out. Yeah. Empty. <laughs> Empty is important. But the key here is to not just be emptied, but to be refilled. Emptiness does have its place. But we as vessels fit for the master's use, we must be full of it. But the key is, what is it that you're full of? Why is it dangerous to be empty and not refilled? It's very clear in Matthew chapter 12. Go there really quickly. Matthew chapter 12. Go there really quickly. Verse 43. I'm going to read New King James. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, this is the answer why some people don't stay delivered. Listen, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through the dry place seeking rest and finds none. Why? Because a spirit out of a body is trespassing. I'm teaching you in this parking lot today. Amen. A spirit who does not have a body is trespassing in this earthly realm. So when the spirit, a demonic spirit leaves a man, it says an unclean spirit goes out of a man. The man is empty. The spirit goes into the dry places seeking rest. What is that rest? Rest in a body. Verse 44. Then he says, ah, I will return to my house. <laughs> Let me tell you, the devil thinks he owns you. I will return to my house from which I came. And this is what it says. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. So that tells me it's not just good enough for you to come to this altar and get free. This is what it says. When he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then the spirit goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. So basically, this spirit comes out of a man, searches for another home, can find no one else, goes back to where he came from, says, oh, wait, this place is cleaned up. In other words, they got delivered. But didn't get filled again. Full of it. So when he realizes, oh man, we got room, not just for me, but my homies. He gonna go into the streets and get this devil and this devil and this devil and this 
word of God say? Worse. That's why people, with all due respect, hear my heart. We have a we have passion for people who deal with addiction. But people who relapse usually relapse harder. Because once you're free, if you don't get filled more, the enemy, when he comes back to tempt you, he's going to come harder and he's going to come with backup. Because he know he got cast out before when he was on his own. So this time he comes with backup. I hope you are here. I feel the glory. Ah. And the Bible ends it in Matthew 12, 45. He says, in the last state of that man, it's worse than the first. So shall it be. I love how he said this. Not love as in I'm okay with it, but love how he put it. He says, so shall it be also with this wicked generation. So when I read that, it hit me that there's a generation who will see deliverance, who will see emptying, but the mistake will be that after they get free, no one is there to fill them with the Spirit of God. There's a generation who will hear the gospel, but nobody will put it to them continually. See, that's why and I'm talking to my young people. I, I love young people. I, I, told, I tell them this all the time. Don't sit here and say, I'm going to get free, and then you get free, and then don't do anything to replace what was displaced. You have to give an alternative. I don't expect myself to go up to a 19, 20-year-old gentleman who all he does is listen to hip-hop, all he does is four hour girls. That's what they do. Just get saved. And then you go up to him and Bible beat him and say, get right or get left. Okay, so then they get right and then you give them nothing else. I tell young people all the time, don't tell them not to listen to secular music if you're not going to give them something to listen to. You telling me not to listen to Drake you got to be not to listen to love that what can you give me something to listen to? Don't go to the club. Well, what am I supposed to do? This is what everybody doing in my generation. You got to replace what was displaced. You have to give an alternative, a godly, holy alternative consistently. Oh, man. That's why it's dangerous to be empty and not refill. Somebody say, full of it. Full of it. You have to give an alternative. You have to replace what was displaced. There's a whole generation who's seen church but never encountered the Father. Whole generation who seen you buckshot run around this whole parking lot. And they believe it. But they ain't tasting themselves. We have to get refilled. So full of it. What are you full of? Look at somebody say, what are you full of? Ask somebody else, what, what, what are you full of? Go with me to Matthew 12, still in Matthew, staying in Matthew 12. Jump up a few verses in verse 33. This is where it all hit home for me. When we talk about being full of it. Jesus is here. He's talking about a tree known by its fruit. <laughs> Verse 33, it says, either make the tree good and its fruit good. Or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Underline that word. Brood of vipers. Jesus, man. <laughs> Jesus had no filters. He could not stand religion. Because the truth of the matter is the religious people thought themselves higher than even the Messiah. They thought they had redemption in the scripture apart from the spirit. Lord God, we'll teach you about that another time. He said, brood of vipers. He's talking to religious people, y'all. Verse 34, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Underline this next part. 
For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm going to say that again. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35, a good man out of good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Now some of you might hear that scripture and say, well, Pac, I hear you, but this is why I just don't talk. I just ain't going to say nothing then. Because if I open my mouth, then you really ain't going to know what I'm really thinking. But that's not how Jesus works because Jesus is a discerner of hearts. John 2, 23 says, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name and they saw the signs which he did, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and he had no need that anyone should testify of him because he knew what was in a man. You can sit here and say, well, Pac, I'm just not going to talk so you don't just know what I'm thinking or how I really feel. But the truth of the matter is, God always knows how you really feel. It starts at the heart. It starts at the treasure. Oh, man. Jesus is a discerner of hearts. And you can sit here and say, well, Pat, I'm not going to talk. But Jesus sees your heart. And anybody who opens their mouth long enough, you'll know what's really on their heart. Listen to someone long enough. Listen to them. Just listen. Bring up a matter, bring up a subject, and just let somebody talk. You will know what's in, as the scripture said, the abundance of their heart. Treasure. I love that he used the word treasure. Treasure. This is something you value. Good or bad? What is it you're full of? Good or bad treasure? Regardless, if you open your mouth, we're going to know if it's good or bad treasure. Good or bad treasure? It's valuable. It means something. Whatever it is, it means something. This is why and I need you to understand this. What you have in abundance, what you are full of, you usually affix your worship to. Usually what you are full of, you affix worship to. Because when you open your mouth and say what you say, you bless the thing that you're full of. I know this is, this is I know it's parking lot, Pat. You need to make me blow my horn. Listen. Whatever you're full of, your treasure, is what you affix or what you worship. When you open your mouth and begin to just go on and on and on about whatever it is, you are blessing the thing that you're full of. Oh. Now, I need you to hear me. I'm not talking about faith-filled confession. I'm not talking about supplication. I'm not talking about confession. What do you mean? Some people will hear this and think, oh, well, I can't, I can't tell someone my problem. I can't tell someone my issue. No, make your request known unto the Lord. You, you, you have to confess. If you confess your faults one to another, I'm not talking about confession. And so many times we get ourselves put in this, this unneeded bondage because we won't say what's going on. I'm about to mess, Pastor Evans. I'm just, okay. 
telling the mess. We won't say something because we're fearing it's going to come on us. And it's a wrong motive behind that. You know, I, I was I was listening to a very, very, very known man of God one time, and he was talking about a woman he went to pray for in the hospital. And he went to pray for the woman in the hospital, and the woman was like in the bed, and the man of God came, and he said, hey, what, what did the doctor say? And she said, well, the doctor, I don't want to tell you what he said. And he was like, well, I, I just want to know what, what they're saying. What is their report? What, what is, well, I'm not going to confess that. I don't want to confess that. We, we, we say, I, I don't want to confess what the doctor, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I'm just in agreement. I'm asking you what the doctor said. And so we're scared to say I'm sick so we can be healed. We have misappropriated faith. We say I'm not going to confess all the faith, but really no. When you call that thing by a name, everything with a name has a need, and if it has a need, it has to bow. Go to the doctor. Doctor says COVID. I ain't saying that. I don't really see that. Okay. So you don't say, hey, brother, sister, elders of the church, pray for me. Go to the doctor. Doctor say, is this, is that? No, you know, I don't receive that. I ain't say receive it. I said name it. If it has a name, it has a need. And at the name of Jesus, which is a greater name, every knee must bow. See, the issue is the reason why we won't say it is because you think you have the power to deliver yourself. God is bigger and can supersede even your ignorant tongue. I believe it. I have seen it because his grace and his mercy follows me. Even when I'm talking crazy, his grace and his mercy follows me. I'm not going to sit here and act like I can magically control God. He's God. He's sovereign. And I think a lot of this teaching has messed with the sovereignty of God. We see we don't, we don't say I ain't confessing that. I'm not telling you to walk around and be super negative. Because that's how we know what you're full of. There's a difference. Be real. <laughs> be real. I'm not sitting here saying to sit here and say, oh, you need to praise negativity. No. But if you're dealing with something, confess that thing. Confess it. Say, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm going through. This is what's going on. Okay, so now we can touch and agree and call that thing out. Because there's a bigger name. There's a higher name. There's a higher name. There's a name above all names. And at the mention of that name, every knee must bow. COVID must bow. Cancer must bow. Sickness must bow. Debt must bow. Debt depression must bow. It has to bow because it has a name. So when I talk about you opening your mouth, and I know what you're full of, I'm not talking about confession. Now here's the balance. If you're walking around here talking about woe is me and looking for a pity, that's a whole different situation. You have to touch and agree and believe by faith with someone. Where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of them. So understand if I listen to you long enough, I know what you're full of. Constantly talking about that thing apart from faith. Constantly talking about this or that apart from faith. Understand this, if you're full of God, then that's who you worship. I said that what you're full of, you affix your worship to. That means you attach your worship to. If you're full of God, that's who you worship. If you're full of bitterness, envy, strife, that's what you worship. Full of gossip, If everybody know everything because of everything that you be telling them, 
You're worshiping. <laughs> You're full of the spirit of God. That's what you value. That's what you treasure. And you won't let anything grieve his spirit because you work. You're full of lust. You're full of greed. That's what you go after. That's what you protect. And that's what you worship. I want y'all to know this is free. Everything about us is about worship. It really is. From time, from time without end, from the very beginning, since time we can't even imagine. From the very start, since time, actually beyond time, the holy ones of heaven has never stopped worshiping. God is holy. And that's all they say the whole day long. Holy, holy, holy. And I heard it said, well, why? Because every his head, they see another side of him they never seen. He's holy, he's holy, he's holy. That means he's most, most, most holy. Holy. And so we sit here and we think, you know, I don't understand Pastor Ash, what you mean? It's about my worship. It's about my worship. God created us to worship him. And I said this a few weeks ago and I don't know if you caught it, he's not wanting you to worship him because he's a narcissist. He's not wanting you to worship him because he has his big ego and he wants to prove to himself I'm God. No, it's a privilege. It's an honor to worship him. It is a privilege and an honor that God created us to bless him. God, not a man, God. I'm going somewhere I ain't supposed to. He's holy. It's all about worship. And I need you to understand this. We know what you're full of by what you say. And what you're full of is what you worship. But I understand this. What you worship can become idolatry. Idolatry creeps in usually. Because idolatry is simply anything or anyone more important to you than God. So what you're full of, if that becomes more important to you than God, then you are playing and you are in idolatry. Oh, God help the church. You sit here and think idol worship is just sitting here building, worshiping the monitor. Bowing down monitor. Bowing down before a carved stone. No. No, that's not just, that's not the only idol. What you are full of is an idol. If it's not the spirit of God, if it's not God most high, we know what or who is important to you by what or who you talk about the most. Somebody say full of it. Full of it. Ask somebody what you full of. <laughs> I said at the beginning, there's two takeaways and I'm closing. Two takeaways I need you to get. The first one is, what are you full of? What, emphasis on what are you full of? That is important. And the second one is being full. The idea or the state of being full is important because emptiness is dangerous. So what are we full of? What? What? Underline that. What? He said good or bad treasure. I don't expect good treasure from bad treasure. I don't expect bad treasure from good treasure. What? Somebody say what? 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 I was, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to tell on myself. I was <laughs> I was recently, I was running. I'm two weeks out from this half marathon. I need to feel your prayers. I don't feel them, saints. I'm not feeling them. I've been training for this half marathon, and I went through a couple of really rough weeks. I mean, I called my husband crying. <laughs> like, oh, don't, don't, don't pity me. I don't know what I'm doing. Call my homies like, I don't know. 
did it. Don't know what I'm doing. And I called my sister. I fooled her. Called my sister, y'all. If you know anything about my little sister, she runs track. And I called to talk to her about running. And that was the first mistake. Because she went off on me, y'all. And I said, hold up. I'm the older sister now. She's like, I don't care. You act like I don't know what I'm talking about, Ashley. I said, I do know you know what you're talking about, Jack. But it's just, hey, don't come at me like that. And she was like, listen, hit me like a pound of bricks. She said, Ashley, you got a distance to run. And she said, you are treating your body like a pinto, and you want it to run like a Maserati. I said, you're speaking my language, one, because I like cars. Two, it just dawned on me, like, whoa, I don't do what you're saying to do. I don't treat my body to the extent I need to treat it. And I expect it to go the distance. I have not filled myself with what it takes to go the distance. And that's where many believers find ourselves. We think we can do this Christian walk and not fellowship with Christians. We think we can do this Christian walk and not feed ourselves the word of God. Oh, we think we can do this thing that God has called us to do, but we don't fill ourselves with what we need to. Oh. We, she, she said that, I said, wow. She said, you want your body to perform like a Maserati and you're treating it like a pinto. She said, you need to be taking this, taking that. You need to be doing this, doing that. And she's like, Ashley, I know you don't have much time to this marathon, but I've been talking to you for months. <laughs> and that's how God is. He will talk to you and talk to you and talk to you. And he'll say, I'm proud that you go to church. I'm proud that you come to the altar. I'm happy that you're doing this. I'm happy that you're doing that. But baby, you need more. You need more. You need more. She said, I've been talking to you for months. You got to do it. And she said, I bet you'll see it pay off. And so I started doing it. And it paid off. I'm already seeing fruit. Why? Because I just needed to fill myself with what I needed to fill myself with. Full is important, but what you're filling yourself with is just as important. It's not good enough to say I ate. What did you eat? Feel yourself. What are you being full of? What are you being filled with? So what you are full of is important. Good or bad treasure. There is an identifier that he wants you to understand. Both are treasures. But is it good treasure or bad treasure? Both are treasures. Which one is it? Fruit, guys. Fruit. Fruit, what is it that's coming off of your life? Good or bad fruit comes from a treasure that's good or bad. So it's important what you are full of, but it's important the ideal, the principle of fullness. Being full is just as important. Again, emptiness is dangerous. Emptiness is dangerous, so being full is just as important. We understand what we're full with is important, but you got to understand you need to be full. You need to be filled. I'll use another example. There's a, a restaurant that serves seafood <laughs> by the name of Red Lobster. Blow your horns if you You lobster. And you like, oh, this is good. You know, it's considered a healthy place to seafood, all that stuff. But when you sit at that table, they bring you these Cheddar Bay biscuits. Some of y'all fasting, so 
fast in the six. You got grace of grace of God upon you. So you you go, you sit, and they bring you these biscuits, and you just eat these biscuits. And they come and they take your order. And you give them your order and you're good with your order. You got your greens, you got your lean protein, you got all the stuff you're supposed to have. But they keep serving you these biscuits. <laughs> and if you're anything like me, you get biscuits and I always drink water when I go to a restaurant because I just want to be full of food, not sugary drinks. And so <laughs> I, I'm like, keep the water coming. So they keep the water coming and they keep the biscuits coming and your entree hasn't come. And then by the time the entree comes, you need a to-go box. You take a bite of that broccoli and you're like, oh, no, I'm good. Why? Because you're full of Cheddar Bay biscuits. <laughs> and you didn't get to eat your meal. Oh, I'm talking about the benefit of being full. I need you to flip that now to the word of God into your Christian walk. When you are full, when your entree comes, you don't want it. So you pack it to go. In the spirit, when you are full, God, when temptation, when defeat, when anxiety, when depression, when every temptation of the enemy comes, you're so full of God, I don't want that. I used to hear the old church say, my want to changed. My want to changed. How does my want to change? I'm full of the spirit of God. I'm full of God. I'm full of his presence. So when the enemy brings temptation, when the enemy brings all kinds of manner of evil, guess what? I don't want it. There's no room. There's no room. There's no room. I'm too full of God. And the only one that I'll make any room for is more of him. But the beautiful thing is he just piles it on. You, you Listen to me. The Bible says that he will give it to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God has no problem with overflow. So God will continue to fill you. And feel you and feel you as long as you want it. When you go to that restaurant and that waiter comes and they see you drunk your water all the way down, what do they do? Give you another one. But as soon as you stop them, do they refill it? No. God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You are as full of God as you want to be. You are as full of God as you want to be. What are you full of? And I need to be full. What are you full of? And I need to be full. I don't want to walk away and remain empty. But I want to be filled with the right thing. I'm tired of this bad treasure. Because that's why I'm getting bad fruit. I open my mouth and I bless the thing that I'm full of because there's bad treasure or good treasure on the inside of me. And so when you look at the heart, he said the abundance of the heart. What is abundantly in your heart? What is beyond measure in your heart? Full of it. What are you full of? And do you understand the importance of being full? Do you get it? You gotta be full because God emptied you. But he won't leave you empty. He won't leave you empty. Unless you say, hey, I'm good. He comes and he pours. 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 See, the issue with a lot of us who've been in church for a long time is we think we get filled once and that's all we need. That's all we need. No, my friend, you need him every hour. 
every day, every moment. I want a fresh feeling. Your own car doesn't function like that. You can go as far as you can on that tank of gas, and then after that, where are you going? The old church said the filling station. You go to the filling station because you need to be refilled. What is my refilling station? The word. The church. Other brothers and sisters. Prayer. Fasting. These are forsaken disciplines that we take for granted. You need to go to the filling station, baby. Get refilled. And be full of what you're supposed to be full of. The spirit of God. His power. His might. Joy. Love. Peace. All those things. Abundant life. Abundant life. The spirit of the Lord is out here today. Everybody under the sound of my voice. Begin to search yourself. As the ministers come, Pastor, you can join me. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to search your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Say, God, what am I full of? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Am I getting good fruit? Am I getting bad fruit? Thank you, Jesus. Staying is connected to the treasure, the treasure heart. Yes. Your heart. You online, check yourself. God, what am I full of? Yes. Full of it. What is that it? Is it the spirit of God? The word of God. The word of God. Is it myself? Oh, that's a big one. Because society has taught us care so much for yourself. Yourself, yourself, you, you, you. You are important. You, you, and yes, yes, you are important. But not apart from God. You are not more important than God. You need him. What are you full of? What are you full of? When the devil tried to go after Jesus, Jesus said, the devil is coming. Then he told his disciples, don't worry, because he'll find nothing in me. What you're full of either attracts the devil or repels the devil. And when you're full of the Spirit of God and so full of God, the devil finds nothing in you. And today God is asking us if you want to be filled again. So if you're in this place and you're saying, Pastor, I want to be so full of God that in these last days, because we are in the last days, I may have lived, you may have lived your life for yourself for many years. And you're saying that from this moment on, from now, I just want to be so full of God. If that's you, if you're in your vehicle, turn on your blinkers. Or if you're comfortable, you can get out of the car and just lift up a hand and show us as a sign. Those of you watching online, just put it right there. That I want more of God in my life than I've ever had. I believe that God is going to fill us today. The Bible says in the book of Amos that there is coming a drought. And this drought of the last days is going to be a drought and a hunger for the word of God. The word of God is going to be very hard to find. Church, we're living in those days. God is saying to you today that he can fill you with all of him. That the word of God is full on the inside of you. If that's you, let us lift up our hands as a cup, as an open cup and ask the Lord fill us again. Fill us again. Father, as a church family, we come before you. We say, Lord, thank you for emptying us of ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for emptying us of ourselves. 
And now we ask you, Son of the living God, less of self and more of you. Fill us again. Fill us with all of you. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your goodness. Lord, your word said that you looked at the man and said, be made whole. Now may your people be made whole. Be made whole. Be made full. Be made complete. In Jesus mighty name. I declare to you any area that there were questions and gaps and open areas. The Lord is filling them right now. He's filling that marriage. He's filling that relationship with your children. He's filling you with that job. I declare you're being fulfilled. 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 And as you're fulfilled, you'll enjoy life in abundance. Be fulfilled in your health. Be fulfilled in your mind. Be fulfilled in your emotions. Be fulfilled in your church attendance and church service. Be fulfilled in the things of God. Be fulfilled. Be full of God in every way. In Jesus' mighty name. Can we give God a great praise? Yes. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want you to let someone else enjoy it. Go share, comment, leave a review, get the word out. Let's spread more encouragement in the world. Connect with me on all social platforms. You can find links to all my pages on ashleykariuki.com. Hope you will listen again very soon. God bless.